the old pre-meds podcast, session number 322. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your non-traditional questions and answer them here on the podcast. You non-trads have an amazing story to tell, and I'm here to help you tell it. If you are looking for one-on-one help with your application, go check out our advising options at medicalschoolhq.net, including our group advising, so not one-on-one, but our group advising application academy. We have some amazing non-trads in there, including a former F-16 fighter pilot who I had a great conversation with the other day. Go check it out. Again, that's medicalschoolhq.net and click on the advising tab. Before we jump into our great question today, I want to talk about the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. And I just want to mention another podcast, the MCAT Podcast. Did you know I do a podcast with Blueprint MCAT? I've been doing it for close to 300 episodes as I'm recording this one. We're hoping to have an amazing celebration for 300 episodes, so stay tuned if you're listening to this before that 300th episode comes out. Go check it out, mcatpodcast.com, and check out all the amazing free resources that Blueprint has to offer over at blueprintmcat.com. All right, let's jump into our question today. It's an interesting one, one that I think comes up quite often, and that's, hey, uh, I'm getting advice to include my past career in my personal statement. It says, hi, I've written a few drafts of my personal statement and I really like how it's coming along. I think I could be only a couple of drafts away from being done. I First of all, just off script here, I love the fact that the student is like, hey, I understand that it takes several drafts to get to to where I wanna be. A lot of students are like, oh, one and done. No, that's not, that's not how this works. However, a doctor that sort of started to mentor me this year has been really pushing me to say more, say more, say more about the career I did after leaving pre-med. I got a master's in speech language pathology and then got a job in a less than ideal environment, went into a very bad place in my life and did not finish out the year. I did not feel passionate enough to find a more suitable position and finish qualifying for my full licensure. I even told the company I'd worked with not to submit the work we had done, which would have taken me a large part of the way toward licensure. I fully left the field and became a test prep instructor for the next few years. At this point, I've healed enough from the bad experience I had as an SLP to be able to talk about that period verbally. But I guess I now look at that part of my life like a decent boyfriend who I had a bad breakup with. I appreciate and continue to use various things I got from it, but I don't hold it as special, and I don't believe it's the most effective or wise use of my space to try and make someone else think it's special when I don't. Through the few drafts I've done, trying to follow this doctor's advice to include more SLP work, I haven't really gotten traction between it and trying to explain why I want to be a doctor. But I've more so gone to a negative place of this is what 
was wrong with that and edging on the idea that it was a mistake, which I don't think it was, but I have admittedly had that feeling at times. I've done many other things in my life that I feel much more passionate about, have done more recently, have left on better terms and or performed better in. The only thing is that they are not allied health careers, but my thoughts are so what? As long as I can pull out something that I can connect to my drive. So I removed every mention of SLP from my latest draft, which I don't think she has read yet because when she called to reschedule today's meeting, she advised that I also gut my last two paragraphs and base them on my SLP background and what skills it has given me to show why I would be a good physician. Oh, such a good, good conversation there. Basically, my question is whether or not I'm just being obstinate. Is she right that I should include SLP as a major junction, at least having its own paragraph in my personal statement? Or am I right that it just won't be personal enough for me? When this relationship formed, I was initially hoping she would become a recommendation writer for me. I've almost entirely let go of that idea, but I would still like to keep her as a mentor because networks are important. If I do continue in the opposite direction of what she's been advising, does anyone have any tips on how to address that with her in order to give the relationships its best chance of survival? All right, so great question here. I love it. First of all, If you didn't know, I wrote a whole book on how to write the medical school personal statement. That book is called The Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement. I also wrote the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Interview, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the MCATs with Blueprint MCAT, and the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Application. Lots of books. You can go check out premedplaybook.com. We'll take you to, I think, the Amazon store for those. So let's talk about the one key part of this thing that shows me that this person has very different advice than me. Not that this mentor is wrong, but just different advice than me. And so the the key thing that I wanna pull out here is that she advised that I also gut my last two paragraphs and base them on my SLP background and what skills it has given me to show why I would be a good physician. Why would I be a good physician? Our stance at medical school headquarters, old pre-meds, all of of our brands and stuff, is the personal statement is, why do you want to be a doctor? Period, end of story. Not, what skills do you have that you think will make you a good physician? That's it. Why do you want to be a doctor? And so this person is coming at it from a very different angle. And there are advisors, people who I am friends with, who recommend that angle versus mine. And the reason I talk about why do you want to be a doctor is it connects to motivations and passions and journeys and not to a sales pitch. I'm I'm motivated to be a doctor because I have the critical thinking skills necessary to be a doctor. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's not important to me. I don't connect to that. Like, oh, oh my gosh, finally we found someone who who knows how to do western blots. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what we were looking for. Right? The stuff that I read in personal statements, I'm like, do you really think someone is sitting around going, "Oh my gosh, we finally found someone that understands that people are like puzzles." 
No. No. We as humans connect to other humans through journeys, through stories, through ups and downs. And so the angle that your mentor has you coming at is a sales pitch. Here's why I think I'm going to be a good doctor. And I adamantly disagree with that angle. Again, it's not wrong. I just disagree with it. It's just different. I adamantly disagree with that angle because guess what? You're not a physician. So how do you know what skills you need as a physician? Right? We can hypothesize and go, well, I think I need critical thinking skills. So I'm going to tell you how I have critical thinking skills. Well, I think I need uh, good communication skills. So I'm going to talk about my good communication skills. Well, I think I need good interpersonal uh, skills and good teamwork skills and good this and that. Like Those are skills that are necessary in life, period. And, and we, we try to make this like leap of like, oh, as a doctor, you have to have all of these other skills. I'm like, no, like good communication is key to life. Good teamwork is good to life, right? As a doctor, you need to have medical knowledge and the passion to learn medical knowledge and the passion to take care of people who are sick and figure out what their specific story is to help them in, in a very specific way. And that's why the journey to get to where you're going to me is more important because I want to know after you get through medical school and residency and fellowship and all of that stuff that you're still going to have that passion to take care of sick people. Not that, oh, look, Johnny still has the necessary critical thinking skills. That's not the goal. That's why I disagree with the sales pitch. That's probably maybe the best way I've ever explained it before. So hopefully that was helpful. But let's talk about SLP to begin with, right? Speech language pathologists. The, the journey to you becoming a physician, in, in the book, I write about the seed. What is your seed that led you to a point of like, oh, healthcare is this thing that I can do. How can I explore it? Let me go shadow. Let me go get some clinical experience. Let me see what it's like to actually take care of people. And then you do that. And you water that seed. For you as a non-traditional student, as an old pre-med who went down a different path, you're going to probably have to talk about SLP briefly. And then you're going to talk about what it is that's bringing you back to wanting to be a physician. right? You, you talked about being a pre-med originally, stopping that, going down the SLP path for whatever reason, and now you're back to wanting to be a physician. So that's your personal statement, kind of all wrapped up. You don't need to talk about why you're leaving SLP. You just need to talk about why you want to be a physician now. Obviously, there's there are things in your journey, that bad environment that you were in, that, that SLP was whatever, right? But your specific journey is, I had an event in my life that led me to want to be a physician. So I was pre-med. And then for whatever reason, I didn't want to be a pre-med. And then I became a speech-language pathologist, or I went down that training path. And then I went down that route, and I had another event in my life, and now I'm back, and I want to be a doctor, I want to be a physician, and here are the things that confirm why I want to be a physician. That's the personal statement. Why do you want to be a physician? Not, do you have the skills necessary to be a physician? I hope that's helpful. Go check out 
the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement. And if you want some extra help, check out Application Academy. It's our group coaching that runs year round now. You get 12 months access. We have 10 sessions a week covering different topics every session, uh, rotating through the main topics of personal statements, secondaries, interview prep, Q&A, activities, and other essays like TMDSAS or or MDPHD essays, all those types of essays. Go check it out, applicationacademy.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.